the book of Psalms, the book of praise. Lord, we exalt and magnify your holy name. We worship you, our God and King. We thank you for you daily load us with all benefits. Yes, you are very welcome to tonight. This is another Wednesday when we are going back into our Bible studies uh, on the book of Psalms. But before that, I want us to lift up our voices together and give God thanks. This is 482 nights of our prayers for all what God had done, for the strength he has given to us and grace. Shall we lift up our voices and just bless the name of the Lord. Father, we bless you. We exalt you. We thank you immensely, O oh God, for all that you have done for us over this period. We exalt your holy name for the manifestation of your grace, which has kept us thus far. Why don't you lift your voices and thank God for his mercy that endures forever. Let us thank God for his grace that he has given to us. Every Wednesday, we have been going through Bible studies from one book to the other. And one week is different from the other. We have grown deeper in the knowledge of God in the in the understanding of the application of the word of God. This is a period where we look at the scriptures together and we can see ourselves in the mirror of the word of God. It takes the Holy Spirit to give such an insight. Let's give God a praise and honor. We thank you, Father, for this tremendous opportunity you have given to us. The Bible says the, the mystery belongs to God and things revealed belong to us. And we thank you that we are part of those to whom you have revealed the hidden mysteries. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name for tonight. In Jesus' anointed name, we have prayed, amen and amen. Um, I will hand over to Pastor Tayo, uh, because today is a Bible study, and we're looking at the book of Job, but before the book of, I'm sorry, book of Psalms, <laughs> I've been carried away by Job, you know. We're in the book of Psalms now. Uh, songs of David and others. But tonight we are going to be looking at the songs of David, uh, 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 chapter 8. But before then, we will have a, a reflection on the last week's lecture, the book of David, that is the book of Psalms, chapter 7. I will hand over to Pastor Tayo, who will uh, coordinate that before I introduce Reverend Oma. God bless you all. Pastor Tayo, please. Thank you very much, Apostle. Um, we give God praise and thank him for tonight. I'd like to invite to start us off tonight, Brother Eric. Praise the Lord. My contribution is taken from Psalm 7, verses 1 to 2, which reads, Lord my God, I take refuge in you. Save and deliver me from all who pursue me, or they will tear me apart like a lion and rip me to pieces with no one to rescue me. Warrior that he was, David had fought countless battles and slain many foes. As a youth, he killed the Philistine giant Goliath that had terrorized Israel for 40 days without even proper weapons or armor. We recently read in 1 Samuel 18 verse 5 that whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. God granted David success in every venture that he set his mind to, even from a young age, whether it be shepherding or music or warfare. And yet, despite all of these successes, David never forgot that there was a God behind the scenes, pulling the strings when no one was looking. We don't have any context for this psalm, other than David had been harassed by Cush the Benjaminite, just like he was by Shimei uh, when he was running from Absalom. 
Even when David wasn't at war, and when he was just dealing with small troubles from his own people, not a vast foreign army, he never failed to go back to God with a heart of humility and a strong desire to have God on his side. As Moses put it in Exodus 33 verse 15, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. We also see this trait of humility and total reliance on God mm-hmm. in both Daniel and Joseph, two people that God blessed with a superhuman ability to interpret dreams, and also two people that God placed in positions of power in foreign lands. When asked to interpret dreams of the rulers, both Joseph and Daniel responded, I cannot do it, but there is a God in heaven who can. They did not try to take any glory for themselves, but like David, they knew that they were nothing without God on their side. We often pray for God to take us to the top, whether it be as leaders like David and Moses and Daniel and Joseph, or in our own specific circumstances. But when God does do what we asked, we must remember that he is the one who has taken us thus far, and without him we are nothing. Like Samuel, we must give glory to whom glory is due, and always remember how far the Lord has helped us. By the grace of God, may we all reach heights upon heights in every area we set our mind to. But may God help us to be humble enough to always go to him for refuge and recognize that, as the songwriter put it, no man on earth should give glory to himself, for all glory must be to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Sister Emanuela, please. Good evening, church. Today I will be deliberating on Psalms chapter 6. Verse 1 says, Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your wrath. And verse 2, have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. Around this time, David was going through a lot of trials, and he understood that the only way he could overcome these trials was to go to the Lord and seek his face. If we go to Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, it reads, Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. We all know that God's love for us is like the love a father has for his children, in the sense that he can never abandon us. However, the reason why God was called David was called a man after God's own heart was because he didn't pretend that he was innocent or righteous above all people. In fact, he never failed to mention the fact that he was a sinner every time he went to God. And we can see this in verse 1 of chapter 6 when David uses the word discipline, which suggests that someone has done something wrong which will result in punishment. If we jump to verse 9, it says, The Lord has heard my cry for mercy, and the Lord accepts my prayer. When David says this, this shows that he has faith in God's great power. So what can we take from this? Well, we can learn that from this, that we can learn when we come to God, whether it's for counsel or cry for help, we should never have pride, but that we should come with a pure heart and with fear and trembling, knowing that we have done wrong. And the final thing is, Whenever we pray to God, we should always have faith that he can do for us what we are asking from him. Thank you. Thank you. Dickness, pinball, please. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. My contribution is on Psalm 6, verses 2 and 3. This is a psalm of David showing his sorrow regarding the wrong he has done. David was remorseful. And the, as this penitent psalm shows, shows because he was quick to always go to God and ask for mercy. One of the greatest sins David committed as an example, mom reminded us of the issue concerning David's, David's sin of arranging for the murder of Uriah on the battlefield. What resonated with me are, 
David wanted God to be merciful to him because he was in serious pain and also frustrated with the pain he was going through. This was one of the reasons why he said, Oh Lord, how long? He really and desperately wanted God to heal him. Reverend Mommy Omar referred us to Jeremiah 10 verses 23 and 24. Reference also is Psalm 41 verse 4, Psalm 13 verses 1 and 2, Psalm 94 3, and Psalm 90 verse 13. So, has anyone been weary or groaning and been tempted to cry out in despair, Oh Lord, how long? As mom usually says, Jesus has good news for us. So we should be rest assured that God always remembers his own and is mighty to save and deliver. So brethren, God will rescue us from our troubles. Any pain any of us might presently be going through, we should remember one of God's attributes. Mom calls this the unfailing love of God. God is abundant in love, is mighty to save, deliver, and he will surely pour his abundant blessings Mercy to mention but a few of what God will do unto us as he has revealed and prophesied through our father, Apostle Williams. One very important thing for us to always remember, and as mom also stressed, we should not continue to sin. Concluding, according to Isaiah 6, verses 1 and 2, let us return to the Lord, and if any of us have sinned or offended God, he is able to forgive, heal, and revive us. So like mom taught us last week, God demands our humility. We should always follow David's principle, sincerely with a pure heart and ask God for forgiveness of sins. She also told us that we should neither be part of evildoers nor do evil things. Hence, if we do these things, God will put all our enemies to shame. May the Holy Spirit give us all obedient and listening ears. May we be upright in our hearts, and as mom said, may Psalm 36 verses 7 to 10 be fulfilled upon us. We shall all experience the loving kindness of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Deaconess, can I please? Good evening. I'm going to be contributing from Psalms chapter 7 verse 4 and 5, and it states, If I have repaid my ally with evil, or without cause have robbed my foe, then let my enemy pursue and overtake me. Let him trample my life to the ground and make me sleep in the dust. Reverend Omar captioned this psalm as a prayer for God's justice and vindication. She also said we could caption it as God, God the righteous judge, who will judge those who deliberately, who will judge those who deliberately pursue the righteous. In verse 4 and 5 that I've just previously read, David examines himself prior to laying down his petitions or prayer. Reverend Omar reiterates last week that we must examine ourselves before we pray as David did. No wonder David cried out to God in Psalm 26, 1 and 2, Vindicate me, Lord, for I have led a blameless life. Verse 2, he says, Test me, Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and mine. Prayer is not an act that we ought to carry out unconsciously, but consciously. God is just. God is a just God, a God of equity. Therefore, if David was found to have committed wicked acts and yet pleaded to God for vindication or judgment on the wicked, his prayers would have been ineffective. 
This verse demonstrates that David did communicate with God, so did not communicate with God wishy-washy, but rather took prayer and communication with God seriously. He prayed carefully, considering his ways. He came to God knowing fully well that he, he must suffer the consequences of his actions. In other words, as the world put it, if you do the crime, you do the time. No wonder Reverend Omar told us when she introduced this book that David demonstrates the right attitudes to prayer. Therefore, we must emulate David and demonstrate the same attitude, carefully examining not another brother or sister or pastor or elder or leader, but ourselves. We must present our petition to God and examine ourselves prior. Thank you. Pastor Debbie, please. Psalm 6. This psalm reveals King David's display of emotion in the place of prayer. It was a heartfelt cry out for mercy, the type of prayer that weakened his physical body due to several nights of weeping and the agony of his soul because of his enemies. Lessons I learned. First, we must express to God our emotions. In other words, be broken before our maker. A life of pretense is a life of pride before the God who knows our inner feelings. We should tell God exactly how we feel. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to him, for God is our refuge. Some of the emotions David expressed to God in this chapter are quoted as, I am faith, my body are in agony. My soul is in anguish. I am worn out from groaning. All night long, I flood my bed with weeping and drench my couch with tears. My eyes grow weak with sorrow. Even though God knows all things, but a broken and a contrite heart he will not despise. Secondly, God cannot ignore the cry for mercy out of a sincere and genuine heart. His nature is merciful, which can be referred to as his unfailing love. We cannot place a value on his unfailing love. It is priceless. Psalm 36 verse 7, as mom explained last week. Sometimes when we run short of vocabulary for our supplication before God, a heartfelt cry for mercy can get the attention of our loving God. This was the case of blind Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10 verse 46 to 52. And thirdly, true repentance and humility before God is to run to God and not from him. When we sin against him, we are to confess our sins and turn away completely from them. And our God will forgive and provide total restoration. In conclusion, a prayer that cannot move you cannot move God. Hashtag Williams. Our prayer must be heartfelt, not lip service. Prayer is an act of humility when it is done with a heart of sincerity and honesty. The same emotion we express during our personal prayer requests can be turned towards praying for the nations and God will heal our land. As in Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd like to welcome Apostle, sir. Yes, you are very welcome. Those those uh, contributions that we have had, are they not so insightful? Very ingenious. I believe that God has spoken to us from those contributions 
However, we are going forward today to look into the book of Psalm, uh, chapter 8. Why don't you join me together as we welcome our teacher, <laughs> Reverend Omar, <laughs> at last. <laughs> yes. Praise the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. It's wonderful coming and being in his presence again. I really want to thank God for those of you that have contributed. One more people to come to the scene to contribute as well. The Lord will increase you in every way in the name of Jesus. I pray that the word of God that we are deliberated on will not fall to the ground. We act on them like the Berean Christians. And uh, we shall all see good results in Jesus' name. Without wasting time tonight, we are going to another song of David, Psalm 8. And in this psalm, I read before we, we conclude at the end of the meeting. If God permits, because I'm looking at time at the same time, but after Psalm 8, we go to Psalm 9. I really want us to do two Psalms at a go. But if, because of time, we will just push it forward. But with the, by the grace of God, we'll get there. Psalm 8, David started, Oh Lord, our God. God is not only my God. He is our God. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You can see the sovereignty of God. How David pronounced the sovereignty of God in that psalm. You have set your glory above the heavens. Someone tells me, I don't know how to pray. I don't know how to worship God. When you open the book of Psalms, you'll be able to see more of how the men and people of God that God used to write Psalm worship God. You can see in the introduction of this Psalm 8, introduce the majestic name of the Lord. Introduce how God has set his glory above the heavens. These are the things that we could see. It's not something that someone is going to tell us. When you lift up your eyes to heavens, you begin to see the stars, the moon. We get into Psalm 19 that talks about this. All heavens declares the glory of God. And this you can see David here. Identify with the, with the majestic name of the Lord. You don't just talk, uh, call the name of the Lord in vain. First Chronicles 16.10 talks a little bit about this. You can write that down. Because of time, I'm not going into it. He said, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. You can see God's glory. God beautified the heavens with his glory. I don't, I don't know how to praise. I don't know how to pray. If you look at the creation of God, you'll be able to know how to praise him. Because in the beginning of Genesis, when he started creating in the, in the midst of whiteness, he created the heavens, he created the earth. Every time you create anything, you say, it is good. Before he now created man in his own image. And placed us in the position to rule. Gave authority to man. To will and to do. He says in that verse 2, I want you to mark it. From the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. You have ordained praise. The need for us to raise our children from youth to know God. The need for us to set our children upon this foundation to know God and to love God. Because God, David identified here the grace that God has placed upon children. He said, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. Children can praise like adults if you guide them and take them along. He said, you have ordained praise from the lips of children because of your enemies. 
to silence the foe and the avengers. When I consider your heaven, still bringing back the glory of God that you have set, set in place. When I consider your heaven, the works of your fingers, some say the work of your hands, the moon and the sky, you got to talk about the, the heavens now, that he mentioned in that verse 1. He said the works of your hands, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which are set in place. God set all these things in place. And they obey God. At every, as, as, as he has ordained them, in the morning, the morning glory comes, in the afternoon, the sun, and when it gets to the evening, the stars and moon, they begin to twinkle. In some villages today where there is no light, it's the moon and the stars that they use to, to enjoy themselves in the nighttime. What is man that you are mindful of him? And I began to talk about man, the evil. You know, sometimes the evil that men do live after them. He started to talk about man. Man sometimes it's all, as God is faithful, men are not faithful. I think for David to mention this, he would have looked at his past. And he said, what is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you care for him. Despite our disobedience, despite all that we do, God is still merciful. God still cares. When we are unfaithful, God is faithful. That's one of the reasons why he's God. Has anyone offended you and you are just taking that, you know, so seriously that it seems as if a life will not go any longer? We must look at God. So what is man? Yet in, in our sins and in our disobedience, in our everything, God is still mindful of us. He mentioned in Isaiah, he said he has us in his palm. He said he neither sleep nor slumber because of us. So are you feeling empty tonight? Or you feel maybe God has left you for a reason or something. Or you think God is no more in this journey with you. Or you are feeling, you know, down, distressed. I have a good news for us tonight. God thinks of us. David reminds us here. What is man? That your mind is mindful of us. He says, if a mother will forget their children on, on a nursing breast, he will not. He mentioned the son of man that you care for him. God is mindful of us. God cares for us. He must read so deep when you read the word of God. God is mindful. You must know that tonight. Underline it each time you go through this sound and you get to this place. Thank God for being mindful of you. The son of man that you care for him. God cares. Look at what happened during the time of Jesus on earth. He made the widow. He did a lot of things mindful of people that are hungry, provided food. Sometimes he said, one of the sounds that he's going to get there, Psalm 136, he said, he who remembers us in our low estate, God is mindful of you tonight. Can I encourage someone there that God cares? God cares, amen. And God is mindful of us. Don't look down on yourself anymore. He's a king of kings, he's a lord of lords. He cares, he's mindful of us. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor because God is mindful of us. He crowned us with glory and honor. We are glorified by the Lord because he's mindful of us. You made him ruler over the works of your hand. He puts us in place. You put everything under his feet. God is mindful of us. He wants us to reign like him. 
He wants us to. He brought us to sit with him in the heavenly places, far above principalities. If he's not mindful of us, he won't do that to us. God is mindful of us, and he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God is mindful of us. That's why he saved us. That's why he delivered us from the kingdom of darkness into his wonderful kingdom of light. He is mindful of you tonight. He is mindful of you from the time that he has sent you into this world. He is mindful of you from the time that we are conceived in our mother's womb. Let me try to make you to think again tonight. God is mindful of you. Some were conceived in their mother's womb and they die. Some were aborted in their mother's womb and they, and, and they, they never give, give birth to them. So God is mindful of you. He didn't let you come as a stillborn. He's mindful of you. He created life into you and you, you are in that womb. He didn't let anything happen to you. He protected you. He is mindful of you. From that time, from the time you are born into this world, he put parents in charge to look after you. Parents in charge, as long as we can follow your uh, parents, they will lead us through the way as God is guiding them. God is mindful of you. That's why he has made you that doctor today. God is mindful of you. That's why he has made you that surveyor today. God is mindful of you. That's why he has made you an engineer today. God is mindful of you. That's why he's created you in his own image. That's why he's guiding you and giving you everything you need for life and for godliness. Who said God is not mindful? So you put everything under his feet. God wants you to reign with him forever. So he provides, he is he, a provider. Look at what happened in Genesis. God created everything, put everything in place before he created man. At, at, the, at the end of every creation, he said, it is good. So everything that God created is good. And he put man in charge. And after that, he now put man in charge to reign over all these things. He created the food that we need. He created the sun. He created everything that we need. All flocks and herds and the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim the parts of seas. Oh Lord, how, oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Oh Lord, our God, after looking at all these things that God has created. Let's go through Psalm 9. I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonders. Now that you have seen the, the, everything that God has done, he wants to tell. God has saved us. He wants us to bring more people to the kingdom. Is this a great testimony? He wants you to testify. Coming uh, overcomers now, we'll be testifying on the things that God has done for us. I will tell of your wonders. If we don't tell of the wonders of God, then we are ungrateful. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name almost high. We don't sing praise to his name because he's the one that has done so well for us. The first two, part, uh, first two verses of this psalm talks about praise, 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 gladness, joy, and everything. Singing praise to his to the most high. Verse 3. He said, My enemy turned back. They stumble and perish before you. When we give praise to God, God surprises us. Then the word of God said, No weapon forged against us will prosper. 
Every tongue that rises against us in judgment shall be condemned. It shall be said concerning us, see what the Lord has done. When we praise God, He makes things good to happen to us. For you have upheld my right and my cause. You have sat on your throne judging righteously. On our behalf, God is there, seated on his throne to see and judge right for us. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked. That's why you must not be a wicked person. That as Psalm 124 says, but the wicked he will destroy. We've been seeing a lot about the wicked here. So let no wicked attitude, you know, come into us. You know, the man of God has been teaching us all this for more than three weeks now. Wickedness must be far away from us. It must be that God, he made that God representative while we are here. You have rebuked the nations and destroyed the wicked and have blotted out, uh, blotted out their name forever and ever. Let us not be wicked because for the wicked, he will destroy. When God destroys someone, your name will be blotted forever and ever. That will not be our portion. Endless ruin has overtaken the enemy. You have uprooted their cities. Even the memory of them has perished. May that not be our portion. The Lord reigns forever. We want to reign with him forever. Amen. He has established his throne for judgment. He will judge the world in righteousness. We see this as well in Psalm 96. He's coming to judge the world. It's not going to be like that baby in the manger anymore. That's the reason why we must serve God with fear and with trembling. He said, the Lord is a refuge for the oppressed. A stronghold in times of trouble. Always fix your thoughts on him. That is who he is. Hallelujah. A refuge in the time of trouble. Look at that thief that was nailed with him on the cross. He said, today you will be with me in paradise. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in time of trouble. What are you going through right now? Fix your thought on him. He will deliver you. He said, those who know your name will trust in you. This is one of the verses that I love. I've preached about. I've done everything about it, but that we don't have time for, for that tonight. But when God permits me, I'm going to minister on that. Those who know your name will trust in you. We must know who God is. And we must know his name. You know, thank God for Sam. You know, I've been teaching you, you know, from the beginning of the Psalm, there are things that we use, images that we use to talk about God. He's a shield. He's a refuge. He's a fortress. He said, those who know your name, when you know God as your refuge, in that verse 9, you, you cannot be oppressed. When you know God as your stronghold in times of trouble, you know where to go. It's like when you are sick, you know how to go to the medical doctor to complain about your sickness or illness. We give it direct to you. God has put them there to be able to direct us. If you said it, we tell you what to do. If it's blood pressure, he knows how to do that with the grace that God has made. So if you know a, if you know him as a medical doctor, then you'll be able to get help. Like many today, you look down on your pastors or you look down on your friends that you know God has placed in position to help you, you will never get that help. So he said, those who know your name, he's the king of kings. 
He's the Lord of Lords. He's Adonai. That's another teaching on his own. You know him as Jehovah Jireh. Then, if you know him as that, those who know your name, we put, then you can put your trust in him when you call his name. I love that song that our choir sings, where you call his name or something like that. He says, for, for you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. God will never forsake us. We need to know all these promises and stand on them. Sing praises to the Lord and throne in Zion. Proclaim among the nation what he has done. You can relate this verse 11 to verse 1 and 2. You must continue to testify. Overcomers is coming towards the end of the month. You must come and tell of what God has done for you. For he who avenges blood remembers. He does not ignore the cry of the afflicted. Just know, when you are sick and you know his name as the healer, God does not ignore your cry. Oh Lord, see how my enemies persecute me. Have mercy and lift me up from the gates of death. And eventually you are going through the valley of the shadow of death right now. God has, you know, that the enemy has put upon you a type of illness that it seems you cannot get out of. I speak to your life. Say, though we pass through uh, uh, the gates of hell, nothing will happen to us. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Paraventure, you are there now. The Lord will help you like Hezekiah tonight in the name of Jesus. That I may declare your praises. We want to praise God. Hallelujah. In the gates of the daughters of Zion. And there rejoice in your salvation. The nations have fallen into the pit they have dug. Their feet are caught in the nets they have hidden. The Lord is known by his justice. The wicked are ensnared by the works of their hand. They will not be wicked. And he said, he Selah. The wicked return to the grave. All the nations that forget God. But the needy will not always be forgotten. Are you thinking God has forgotten you? He has you right in his palm. And he neither sleeps. No. Slumber. But the needy will not always be forgotten. Nor the hope of the afflicted ever perish. Arise, O Lord. Let, man, let not man triumph. Let the nation be joyed in your presence. Strike them with terror, O Lord. Let the nations know they are but men. May the Lord Selah. May the Lord bless the reading of His holy word tonight. That takes me quickly to the note. In that Psalm one to nine, verse chapter eight, I put the, the thing. Consider God's wonderful works. I don't know what you are going through at this hour. Consider his wonderful works. He's the all-powerful creator. He cares for us. Consider his work. Lift up your eyes of faith and see if God can create the heavens and the earth. And if God can create me into this beautiful world, world, he has made provision for everything that I need. And that's what he did in Genesis. Psalm, Psalm uh, 8, 1 to 9. Oh Lord, our God, oh Lord, oh Lord, our Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. We must make sure that we praise God. God is sovereign. That is what is proven to us here in that verse 1. I said earlier on, he said, I don't know how to praise God. I don't know. No, 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 no. 
Go up to this uh, Psalm 8 and consider God's wonderful work, works and praise Him for that. He is an all-powerful creator. He cares for us. So praise Him. Tell of His glory that is set above the heavens. We can see even this type of season proves it right. You can see how the sun is still on till about 10 in the evening. That's part of His glory. The night time will come. Then we go to sleep. Before you know it, morning time has arisen. You see the morning glory, the sunrise from its, uh, in, its, in its strength. And then we can see properly again. I want us to mark that verse too. He said, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained praise. You have ordained praise. The need for us to raise our children in a godly way. Like, I give an example. Some of us are in the, in the Bible study right now. We are listening. You cannot leave your children to be playing anyhow. No matter how small they are, they must sit down with you. And they must watch with you. They must see what is happening. If they have gotten to that age of reasoning, after the meeting, perhaps they don't understand, then you come and teach them. Read to them all the time. Let them follow God's precepts, God's ways. And it shall be well with you. You will give yourself peace at the end of the day. He now says, because of your enemies, to, I said, from the list of children and infants, you have a dead praise. Look at what happened to Jesus when he rode into Jerusalem on the triumphant entry. The children too were shouting, Hosanna, if you teach your children, put your children in the way, lay a good foundation for them, they too will know how to praise. They will know how to read the Bible. They will know how to study. They will know how to sit with adults to, 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 to dissect the word. Say, so because of your enemies, to silence the foe and the avengers. Look at what, what happened to Jesus, to, Jesus, to Jesus when he rode into Jerusalem. Everybody was shouting praise, glorifying his name and everything. And we have even the disciples of Jesus that knows what has happened to Jesus. They were telling the children to keep quiet. And it still happened in our, in our, in our day today. Children are praising and adults are telling them, please keep quiet. You are taking them from God. You go to church, leave your children at home so that they can be watching television. That is what you, you, you do. But thank God for Zoom. We are having Zoom. Maybe God has blessed you. You have like a, a bedroom and everything. You set another television upstairs. You don't understand. You go and watch television upstairs. No. You must carry your children along with what you do. Because of your enemies, to silence the foe and the avengers. Let's not be our children's enemies. Because even the disciples became enemies to the children. They asked them to keep quiet. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the works of your hands, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place. Can I ask us a question tonight? Do we try to consider God's handiworks? Do we pause a while and look out? Look to the sky, begin to thank him for the way he has created the heavens. By considering the heavens as David puts it, do we try to consider the works of, God, of God's handiwork, uh, the works of God? Verse 3 is very important here. When I consider your heavens, let's consider it. When you consider the heavens, you know how to worship God. You know how to declare his sovereignty. Some said there is no God. <laughs> Why not tell them, look, consider the works of his hands. You didn't create that. I didn't create that. 
That's another way to encourage people that say they don't think there is God. And they have the breath of God in their noses. You tell them to stop breathing for a while. So you don't believe in God. You don't breathe at all. Try a lot of things that God has done. Consider God's handiwork. He's the one that created us from dust and breathed into our noses before we became a living being. Try as much as possible to help people get out of their confused state. That's why I say, what is man that you are mindful of him? God is mindful of us. I said the Lord in that. The son of man that you are, you, you care for him. God cares for us. God is mindful. Look at those two words. He's mindful and he cares for us. If you know that God is mindful of you, there is nothing that can bother you. Even though sometimes we worry, sometimes we bother. I went through some, uh, uh, a recent uh, uh, crisis. Uh, 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 some few uh, weeks or days ago and it's like I said God, God, you know at the time I was lying but because I read this psalm I was reading other psalms as well reminding God of his word concerning me so peradventure you are in a confused state you want to know tonight that God is mindful of you and God cares for you underline those two scriptures you made him a little lower than the heaven Heavenly beings and crowning with glory and honor. Tell us that God crowns me. God crowns you with his glory, with his honor. You are wonderfully and beautifully made. You are beautified by his glory. The women of righteousness say for last year's convention. We are beautified by his glory. That's why he crowned us with glory and honor. God plays a great honor on us. So never look down on yourself. This is very deep. It's very deep. God crowned us with his glory and honor. He gave us authority to rule over his works. Uh-uh. He said, you made him ruler over the works of your hands. He gave us authority to rule over his works. You put everything under his feet. All flocks, herds, and the beasts of the field. God placed them under our feet. He asked man to name all these creatures. Whatever man named them is what they are. Read the book of Genesis. You'll be able to understand more. He said, all flocks, herds, and beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim in the path of the seas. God made them. And God crowned us with glory and honor for these people to, for, for these things that he has created to, to respect us. When animals see man, now they run for their lives because of that fear that God has put in us. And gave us the authority to rule over them. So we are ruling. We are kings with a small letter K in our own capacities. Genesis 1, 26 to 28 talks about this. So then God said, let us make man in our own image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea. Do you see that the birds of the air as was, that verse 8, Psalm 8, verse 8, over the fish of the seas and the birds of the air, as Sam puts it there, over the livestock. This man knows the word of God, and he was able to quote it in his, in his song. Over all the earth and over all the creatures that moves along the ground. He knows it, he read it, he knows the word. God wants us to stand upon his promises. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So either you're a man, you're a woman, you are still a man, according to God's own definition. 
God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful. Did you not see? He said he put everything, verse 6 of that psalm. He said, you made him rule over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet. Referencing that verse 28 of that Genesis, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves on the ground. And that psalm is ended. Oh Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. There are some songwriters that wrote this. Oh Lord our God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And so on and so forth. That great inspiration, they sang it as a song. As you read the book of Psalm, I'm praying that God will raise more psalmists that will sing some of this psalm as in their, in, in, in their, in their tunes that will make us to have a greater understanding. David in this psalm considered God's work. David's keen observation of God's creation and his awareness of God's majesty. Knowing God as the king. Knowing God as one that is in, in God's kingdom. Look at that verse 9. Which ends this chapter is a type of worship. He said, Oh Lord our God. You can reference that to verse 1 and uh, 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 verse 2, then come to this uh, uh, verse 9. It ends this chapter. And I reference it as a type of worship. Referencing that Psalm 8, verse 2, from the lips of children and infants, you have ordained your praise because of your enemies to silence the foe and the avengers. Reference Matthew 21, 15 to 16. When Jesus rode on the donkey into Jerusalem. You see it in other gospel, but Matthew 21, 15 to 16 says, But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did, and the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant that he is their feeling was showing anger or annoyance at what is perceived as unfair treatment. They were aggressive. When they had the children, they were aggressive. They, they, they were resentful. According to that word, indignant. They were vexed in their spirit, irritated. They were annoyed. They had pain. When you see children worshipping God and doing the will of God, do you, do you look down on them? Maybe because you didn't raise your own child and other children are successful. It should make you to think of raising your own children too and let them get there. Don't envy other people's children because they have time for their children. That's why the children are successful. And God added to what they were doing. There are some people that are enemies of progress. When they see someone else's children progressing and they're doing good work, they look for a way to, 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 to remove them from the race. May that not be you in the name of Jesus. Do you hear what these children are saying? They ask him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you never read? Jesus now has to put his disciples you know, to understand. From the lips of children and infants, you have a dead praise. Referencing this incident, when he rode into Jerusalem on a donkey glorified. This was because the children understood who Jesus was. Can I encourage us tonight? Make your children to understand Jesus. Tell them the stories of Jesus. 
tell them the story of all that Jesus did. Tell them the story of Jesus when he was on earth. How he healed the sick. How he raised the dead. They might, it might be difficult for them to understand, but tell them. I love the songwriter. I think we've been singing hymns in this church. We've been singing hymns, yeah. but we continue to sing more of hymns. So tell me the stories of Jesus. I love to hear. Things I will ask him to tell me. If he were near. Scenes by the wayside. Tales of the sea. Stories of Jesus. I love to hear. Let's begin to tell our children stories of Jesus. Then they will be established. On a very good foundation. Was referencing this incident. When he rode into Jerusalem. On the donkey glorified. This was because the children understood. Who Jesus was. Or who Jesus is. They praised Jesus. They said that he was the son of David. This meant that Jesus was the Messiah. God's very special servant. We must see the need to teach our children to praise and know Jesus. Look at that Psalm 8 verse 2. Out of the leaves of David. And it was repeated in Matthew 15 to 21, 15 to 16. I mean, teach them about Jesus from their younger age. Even from breastfeeding, you'll be telling stories of Jesus. Sing songs to them. Let them understand. Holy Ghost will interpret it to them. Proverbs 22, 6. Because when they know the truth, it will set them free. The Jews, you can see them. Even the disciples, they were very angry at, uh, at the children. Are you parents that you are angry at children when they are successful or getting, uh, getting there, almost getting there? The world from Psalm 8 verse 2 says, talks about it. Even in that Psalm, it talks about verse 3, say, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, maybe sometimes you just, you, you, you just walk on the road, you never look and thank God. You never look around at the, uh, at the things that God has created. Look at ordinary trees. We call them ordinary. You know, this last time, I was even admiring, admiring the rain that fell almost about a week ago. Do you know, I noticed things in my garden. There is this seed of tree that has fallen on one part of my garden. I saw the tree grow like a foot. Now, the, the tree has grown up to about four foot. I was shocked. And I called the, uh, the gardener. I said, oh, I love this rain. He, made this thing. he said he doesn't like the rain because it, it, it spoils its, its own work. <laughs> so I knew that uh, as, as for the gardener, the rain spoils his work. But to me, I'm so happy because he will have to help me to replant that tree so that I can grow like a mighty tree in another part of the garden. So the, everything in the garden just grew like that. The gardener said it creates more work for, for, for him. But I love it because we make the, 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 the leaves of the trees to grow more brighter. Always consider. Then you have to start. If you know how to think and you know how to seek with deep understanding the, the things that God has created, you will know how to praise Him. Say, so when I consider, I want that word not to leave you tonight. Considering all what God has created by His hands. Consider the moon. It makes it, it made us to understand. Consider the stars which were set in place. God set all these things in place for mankind. 
What is man that you are mindful of him? God is faithful. I want to help you to understand that tonight. The son of man, that you care for him. God is faithful. Even when we are unfaithful, God cares. You made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. God crowns us with glory and honor. We are beautified by his glory. You made him rule over the works of your hands. And you put everything under his feet. All flocks and herds and the beasts of the fields, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea. We want to drink pepper soup here. They are under our authority. The fishermen have brought them for us so we can eat very good pepper soup because God placed us to rule over all these things. We want to eat nice uh, beef, steak. God has put all these things under our feet so we can kill them and eat them. All that swim in the path of the seas, your crab, the shrimps, the lobster, think deep and see all these things that God has created for us. Sometimes I don't have the money to buy this. God made provision for you. The Lord will open the door for you, give you the right job, the good work that will do end well so that I can eat well. Amen. All that swim the path of the seas, all the cockles and mussels, all that swims on the part of the sea, the crab. All that swims in the part of the seas. Begin to think about them now. When we eat the tortoise, yes, delicious and nice. Then it ends up, because of all this that God has done. Oh Lord our God. You can say, oh Lord, my God. You want to know God as your God tonight. How majestic is your name in all the earth? That talks about another sovereignty. You know, we have just left Job. More, Job talks more about the sovereignty of God, the sovereignty of value. When he was trying to tell Job, when he met him in, the, in this state, that he said, no, think of God. Declare his greatness. Even in this situation, God cares. Referencing David, we must do the same when we approach God to pray. You know, when God taught, uh, taught us about the uh, Lord's Prayer, look at the beginning of the Lord's Prayer, that book of Matthew chapter 6. The adoration, worship, and everything, that was what he was doing. Look at Nehemiah as well. When he was to build the, the, uh, the gates, first of all, worship. A lot of us don't go before God and you're asking and asking. You don't worship God. Read the Psalms and you know how to worship him. Some just go, you are roboring in tongues and everything. Speak direct to him. It's nothing bad in speaking in tongues. But identify all these words and speak it out. Then lead you into speaking in tongues at the same time. Not just go and robo, robo, robo in his presence and you are not doing anything. Then we can appreciate God's glory. He said, as we reference David today, we must do the same when we approach God to pray. We must worship him. He says, oh Lord, our God, my God, or our God, when you are coming together as a group, how majestic is your name. Declare his lordship before you pray. Declare his lordship. His name is majestic. At his name, every knee shall bow. When you say how majestic is your name in all the earth, there is no principalities. The hands around you when you want to pray. They will bow. 
Then we can appreciate God's glory. Let's appreciate God's glory anytime you gather to pray or anytime you are in your house to pray. Let's do it like David. David has given us a pattern and deliberately take time to consider his work. You know, he said in that verse, to consider, and I consider the works of your hand. Let's consider the works of his hand around us. That leads you to the book of Job 37, 14. I want us to reference it to praising and uh, uh, declaring the sovereignty of God. Elihu reminds Job in this scripture to pause and celebrate on God's work, referencing God's sovereignty, which I mentioned over and over in the when we studied Job. Listen to this, Job. This is Elihu. Stop and consider God's wonders. I want to tell us tonight, let us stop and consider. Stop. Pause for a while. Consider is the works of his hand. Consider how you were created. Consider when you were just in your mother's womb. Consider various things. For you must talk and think. For you to consider his wonders. That verse 14 of Job 37. So listen to this Job. Exactly what uh, uh, David was saying in this time. Listen to this. Stop and consider God's wonders. Consider, stop and consider God's wonders in your life. Consider God's wonders in the life of your husband. Consider, consider God's wonders in the life of your children. Consider, you know, when you look at people, you, you, you have more to thank God about yourself. Consider God about your nose. Don't look at other people's nose and just say, the nose is better than mine. No, consider how you are created. And it says in that, say, consider God's wonders. And in 15, do you know how God controls the cloud? And makes his light, lightning flash. Do you know how? Consider all this. You just see lightning there. But God thunders when he wants to thunder. Let's consider it. Comes with rain. Let's consider it. Do you know how? This is Elihu asking Job in that verse uh, 37, uh, chapter 37, 14, 15, and now 67. Do you know how the cloud? Hank poised those wonders of him who is perfect in knowledge. Job 36, 21, uh, 21 to 24. Be on God, turn back from evil. For God sent this suffering to keep you from a life of evil. Elihu reminds Job in that verse 22, which I've mentioned to us, of God's power. Look. God is all-powerful. Who is a teacher like him? You can see, consider how God, you know the book of Psalm 144, we soon get there. Say, blessed be the Lord my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. God is a teacher. And men decide to, to, to talk about what made God a teacher. The way he trains us, everything he did for us, I will but just like the ordinary flower, that comes and go, all this, but yet he put life into us. Psalm 144 reference it. No one can tell him what to do or say to him, you have done wrong. That verse 23 of that Job, when Elihu was trying to let Job knows about his sovereignty. 24, instead glorify his mighty works, singing songs of praise. Like what ends it in that uh, Verse 9. O oh Lord our God, 
How majestic is your name in all the earth. You must learn to worship God. You must learn to praise Him. Because it says here that uh, verse 1, O Lord our God, how majestic. The way it started the verse 1 is the way He has ended it. It's your name in all the earth. God's name is majestic. If you know how to praise Him, if you know His name, you will know how to worship Him. So this psalmist, uh, David here, make us to identify what what the name of the Lord can do when we mention it. You have set your glory above the heavens. And he said from the lips of children or infants, you have ordained your praise. Let's not stop our children like the disciples did to the children when we were pra- praising God during the time of his triumphant entry to Jerusalem. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May he shine his face upon us. May we, may we know that he's mindful of us. And may we also know that he cares for us. We must also know that he has crowned us with his glory and honor. He gave us the authority to rule. We must know that. So anything you want from God, you can, you, you can, you can ask him. And he ended up with, O oh Lord and God, how majestic is your name in all the earth. I think my time is gone. I thought I'd be able to do nine, chapter nine. But I think Apostle said uh, next week. Okay. But can I just whet your appetite a little bit about this chapter nine? God has made God has been so good to us. That is what I think. David was said to have written this psalm too when he had victory over the Philistines. Just keep that in mind and uh, that will make, because I won't be reading too much because I've read it to us today. I'll be going straight into ministry by his grace when we meet together. That verse one says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of your wonders. You see, he's still saying the same thing. He's a man that has the spirit of God in him and knows and has considered the works of his hand in verse 8. Then he said, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. When we praise God, you know, as the man of God always says, we must praise him with all our hearts. I will tell of your wonderful works. For you to praise God deep down your heart, then you'll be able to talk about his wonderful works. Because I don't know how to praise, I don't know how to worship. I don't, no, 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 you know. That's what David is showing us here. Let's praise God with all our heart. Let our heart be focused on him when we are praising we must not set our heart on other things, thinking or being bothered. You will not make God to answer us because we are not focused. Let's be focused each time that we praise God. And that prepares you for the forthcoming overcomers night by God's grace. Let's talk of it and testify. Praise God with all our heart. Tell of all his wonders. Be glad, rejoice and sing praise to his name. Make known among the nations what he has done. By telling his wonder, uh, about his wonderful works, this will put all our enemies to shame, according to that three to six. I rest my case here as I pass on to the man of God. Amen. Well, let's put our hands together for the Lord tonight. We are going to lift up our voices according to the scriptures that we have read. It says, O Lord our God, how majestic is your name now the earth. 
I want to consider the works of God in your life. Consider the works of God in nature. Consider the hand and the mercy of God and start to give him praise. Let's bless the name of the Lord. Lord, we thank you so much. Father, we exalt you. We glorify you. If you can think, if you know how to think, you know how to thank. Blessed be the name of the God, the maker of heavens and the earth, our God and our Father. I consider we your bless work. you for your works. Yeah, Lord, we are the you, express Lord. work of your hand. You have created human beings in different faces, different heights, different shapes, different sizes. And one face different to the other. I bless you, I bless Everyone you. upon the I face of the glory, earth. I give you honor, there is I no replica. Each thank one you for the is soul. independently thank you for the different. Thank you for the what a glorious God thank you are. Jesus for Father, we bless you. That you have created Father, we bless you. To to we all have our own Lord, identity. You, Lord, no matter how many billions we are around. Father, we exalt you. Father, we glorify thee. Thank God for all the creatures that God has created, the creation of God, and he subjected the creation under the foot of man. He gave us wisdom to tame the lion. He gave us the power to tame the elephant. He is God. He is God. Father, we exalt you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we glorify thee. Thank God for the wisdom he has given to men. He made man lower than angels, but subjected everything under him. Father, we give you the praise, especially the man Jesus and those who believe in his name. We exalt you. Oh, Lord our God, how sovereign, how majestic is your name. Thank God for every success that he had given you. Thank God for the favor that he has shown you. Thank God for the mercy that you receive daily. Thank God for the benefit that he has extended to your life. Our God and King will bless your name. If it had not been you who have been for us, Father, we bless you. We exalt you. Now talk about the wonders of God untold. A man formed from fetus and then bones came and then was born as a baby. And then he grew like a girl or a boy. And became a man or a woman and became married and began to produce after his kind. Lord, we bless your name. Think of the wonders of God he had done. The miracles he has enjoyed this week of abundance. Let us thank God for the manifold blessing that we have received. The abundant blessing that we have received from God. Let us thank God for the revelation. This month of revelation. For the revelation that we have received from him. Oh Lord and God we bless you. We exalt and magnify your holy name. Father we thank you. Lord we thank you. Lord we thank you. Lord we thank you. Lord we thank you. Let's thank God for the victory that we received. All battles that we fought. God gave us victory. Whenever battle arise, the Lord raises his standard. When the devil shall come against us like a flood, God always raises his standard. Let us thank God for the victory we have received in the name of Jesus. Lord, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Victory, victory, victory. Let us thank and God. Our enemies turn their backs and flee before us. Let us thank God. By us is thankful to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we bless your holy name. We bless your holy name. 
He says, for the Lord have upheld my right hand, my cause. Thank God for upholding your right hand. Thank God for fighting for your cause. Thank God for sitting on his throne and judging righteously. He will not allow the enemy to gloat over you. Father, we bless your holy name. We glorify your name. Your throne is established in heaven. Your kingdom rules over all. Our God and King will bless you. How majestic is your name. Father, we glorify your holy name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen. Amen. You know, today we read the book of the book of um, 1 Samuel chapter 23 and 24. And beautiful story in chapter 23 is about the killer, the people of killer that David rescued. There is something you will hear about David. He says in verse 1, in verse 2 of that uh, chapter 23 of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 23 verse 2. He says, no, let me read from verse 1. When David had told, was told, look, the Philistines are against, are fighting against killer, 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 and are looting the treasure, treasure floor. He inquired of the Lord saying, shall I go and attack them? The Philistines. The Lord answered him, Go and attack the Philistines and save Kela. That is that is purpose defined. But first is once again he inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him, Go down to Kela, for I am going to give the Philistines into your hand. You know the second inquiry. The first inquiry he inquired from the Lord, the Lord said, Go. Then he told the people of Israel, Let us go. And the people of Israel said, we are not going with you. So he went again and inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, go, I'll give it to your hand. So he went just with his fighting men. Just a group of his fighting men. And he defeated the, the whole nation. Two prayers are going to pray. Number one, David inquired of the Lord. And the Lord spoke to David. You are going to tell the Lord, this month of revelation, Lord speak to me. Lord, give me encounter. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. If David can inquire of the Lord and the Lord can speak with David Martopal. Father, it is my turn. The last few days remaining in this month of July. Let me hear you, Lord. Let me hear you, Lord. Let me hear your voice. 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 Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As David had your voice, let me hear your voice. You gave David instruction. You gave David direction. Tell the Lord, give me instruction and give me direction. In this very season, give me instruction and give me direction. Oh Lord my God, I pray thee, this is the month of revelation. Do not let this month bypass me. Father, I want to hear you. Father, I want to hear you. I want you to give me direction. I want you to give me instruction. Open my ears, tell God. Open my heart, tell God. Instruct me, O God, about my life. Reveal my destiny to me. Give me direction in life. Tell the Lord, it's time for me to hear. It's time for me to hear. It is time for me to hear. Guide and direct me. Tell the Lord to order your steps every day into what he has planned for you. The will of God for David is what God revealed. Not the will of man. Tell the Lord, I want to know your will in every decision I take. Guide and direct me, O God. Guide and direct me, O God. 
Guide and direct me. Speak to my spirit, man. Speak to my ears. Speak to my heart, O oh God. Father, Lord, tell the Lord, give me direction. Teach me the where I should go and teach me what I should do. If you have a particular issue that you are confused about, ask God concerning it right now. Ask God concerning it right now and you will get direction. Let my dream turn to visions and revelations, O oh God. Father, we bless your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. The Lord told us that this is the week of prosperity. You are going to pray together with me. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 17. Proclaim further. This is what the Lord Almighty says. My towns will again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord will again comfort Zion and choose Christ's faith tabernacle. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. That scripture to your life. That my house, oh God, my life will overthrow with prosperity. Your town, oh God, shall overflow with prosperity. Overflow with prosperity. I call for overflowing prosperity in this very season. And God has promised into our lives, into our homes, into our towns, into everything, every family represented on this platform. He says your town will overflow. That is the church of the living God. And Zion, God will comfort you. Begin to say, Lord, comfort me in this season. Comfort me in this season. Turn every bad news to good news, Lord. Turn every bad news to good news, Lord. Turn every bad news to good news, Lord. Father, Lord, you have chosen us. You have chosen us. In this season, let our house flow with prosperity. Let it overflow with prosperity. Let it overflow with prosperity. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let our town overflow with prosperity. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray thee, O God. Lord, we pray thee, O God. Father, we pray thee. Father, we pray thee. Father, we pray thee. Comfort your people, O God. Anybody who have received a letter of disappointment, we revoke it in the name of Jesus. We revoke those letters in the name of Jesus. By tomorrow, the letters shall be changed. It shall be changed to the letter that is pleasing. Whatever our people are looking for shall be granted. Every hindrance will rebuke them. We command mountains to be removed. We command valleys to be exalted. We command crooked parts to be made straight. We are ready the heart of everyone God has assigned to bless us. We are read their heart in the name of Jesus. We cover their mind with the blood of Jesus. We speak compassion to their heart. We command everything to work for us. We command everything to work for our good. He says unto him who is able to make all things conform to his will. Father, we command everything to work for our good. The Bible says for all things work for good. For those who are in Christ Jesus, those who love God and are called by his name, we command that everything will work for good. Conform to abundance. Conform to prosperity. Father, we pray thee in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Amen and amen. I want you to pray one more prayer. It says in verse 16 of that same scripture, Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I will return to Jerusalem with mercy. And there, there my house will be built. The measuring line will be stretched out over Jerusalem, declares the Lord. We're going to pray for the church of God global. That the Lord will return to his church in power. The Lord will visit his church. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, return to your church in power. Lord, return to your church in power. You are promised. 
I will return to Jerusalem with mercy. Pray that God let your mercy return to church. Let there be a demonstration of God's power on the streets of God as we go out to evangelize in the streets of nations. Let there be a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray return to your church with power. Return to your church with glory. Return to your church with mercy. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We pray thee in the name of Jesus. Return to us in glory, O God. Return to the church of God on earth in glory. Let there be demonstration of your kingdom power. Let there be demonstration of your kingdom power. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Have mercy upon your church, O God. Tell the Lord, fulfill your mandate. Fulfill that which you have promised to the church. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we pray thee. Lord, 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 we pray thee. Let us pray that every evangelism that we go for will be crowned with power manifestation. When, pulpit, when people preach on the pulpit, there will be a demonstration of the power of the Most High. That the Lord will descend upon Mount Sinai, upon the church of the living God. In fire, it will thunder, and the nations will hear. Neighbors will hear. They will, become to come, they will begin to run to church. That the Lord will thunder over the nations, and nations begin to rush to the house of God. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will break the cartel of Satan over the nations. Mercy of God shall speak over the nation, and people will begin to rush into the house of God. That the Lord God Almighty, the Father of all mankind, He will visit the earth, He will thunder on the earth, He will thunder on the earth, and draw the heart of man. We have had enough judgment, Lord. We are praying for mercy, Lord. We are praying for mercy, O God. Our God, our King, we ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy. Rata Morosika, Rependele Sota, Dengrale Credebondo Sarabinda. Father, we pray for mercy, 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 mercy. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that your name be exalted. Thank you, King of Heaven, for everything that you have done. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Last prayer we're going to pray, and I will bless you. In Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, we must not take this issue of variance just casual. We had to attack it as we attacked COVID when it came. And God gave solutions straight away. He says, when I shut off the heavens so that there is no rain, or command locusts to devour the land, or send plague among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And we heal, and we forgive their sins, and heal their land. We are going to pray. Father, we, we pray for mercy. We pray for mercy over nations. And we destroy COVID-19 completely. Whether they call it variant or it changes into another thing. We rebuke COVID-19 in the name of Jesus. We speak the mercy of God into the atmosphere. We extinguish the flow, the, move, move, the, 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 the spread of this virus, this, this uh, 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 variant. In the name of Jesus, we speak to the source of variant and destroy it in the name of Jesus. We release the fire of God to the atmosphere that it will consume out of the atmosphere everything that causes this variant infection. Infection that comes from variant 
of COVID-19. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord rebuke you. We cast you out of the shores of the earth, from north to south, from east to west, in the name of Jesus. For the Bible says, God subdue every creation under one man Christ and under his church. He had given us authority and power over all dominions. We stand in Christ in God and exercise our authority today. We extinguish the variant of COVID in the name of Jesus. It shall not stand any longer. In the name of Jesus. The intention of the devil to obstruct economy and destroy life will rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ. We apply to the Father for mercy. We apply to the Father for mercy. In your mercy, O God, let a wind blow across the globe and swallow up the COVID-19 and swallow up the variant in the name of Jesus Christ and bring multitude to the house of God, running to their maker in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we bless and glorify thee. We thank you, our God and King, because you have done it even as we have asked you. In Jesus' anointed name. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your outstretched arms over everyone that is in this place. Father, we bless your name for the heart of humility that you have bestowed upon us tonight. We thank you because as we have sought you, you have answered us tonight. Now, by virtue of that, those of you who have been receiving letter that threatens you, by tomorrow, the letters will change. If you have received letter that will put you to shame, the Bible says, you shall have enough to eat until you are full. Never again will my people be put to shame. I say, you will not be put to shame. By tomorrow, that letter shall be revoked. And the letter that will make you celebrate shall be received by you. Those who the devil has used against you will become your friends. Those who the devil have marked to oppose you will be the one that will lift you up. As the Lord said to us, that your enemies will turn their back and run, it shall come to pass that it will will be so for you. Your enemies will turn their back and run. The glory of heaven will overshadow you. The power of God will surround you. The flame of fire of heaven shall rest upon your your heads. Everything the devil has planted in us, in our body, in our soul, in our mind, in our spirit. Holy Spirit, send your fire and destroy them. Send your fire and destroy them. Everyone the devil has positioned, either spirit or man, to hinder what God has promised us. Send your fire and remove their post. Send your fire and dislodge their post. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Purify the hearts of men who shall have opposed us. And they begin to sing our praise. In the name of Jesus. Whatever time we decree, that's what they will accept. In the name of Jesus. We pray for those who have been jobless till now. I say receive your job. As you enter tomorrow, begin to receive letters of employment. In the name of Jesus. Those who have been turned away in their business life, I revoke it. And I decree what due to this people to be released back to them. In the mighty name of Jesus. That we stand upon your promise for this week. That it is the week of abundance. Again, our streets will overflow with abundance. Our houses shall teem with abundance. In the name of the Lord of hosts. As you spoke to David and you gave him instruction and direction. So Lord, everyone that is under this platform tonight. 
I say you will receive instructions from God. You will receive direction from God. You will receive understanding from God. And the word of God shall be established in you. Whatever be your desire right now is granted in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for those who have their birthdays today. May the Lord remember you. May the Lord open the book of remembrance concerning you and fulfill what he had purposed for your life. Oh Lord, my God, my King and my Redeemer. I pray to you, Father, for these ones, Lord, that as they remember their birthday today, Father, it shall come to pass whenever they remember this day, it shall be to glorify your name. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, you will take them from where they are to where they ought to be. According to your oath which you saw, me, you have said, the Lord Almighty has sworn as I plan, it shall be as I purpose, it will stand. I declare that the plans of God for you shall be. The purpose of God for you shall stand. The Lord will destroy the Assyrian in your land. And he will restore all your stolen ground. Even in this your new year. Your new year shall be the best year you have ever lived. And greater years are ahead of you. May the Lord bless you with long life and prosperity. May the Lord grant all the desires of your heart for your birthday Amen. present today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Our God and King, I pray thee, O God, for... Um, those who have their wedding ceremony, anniversary today, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase and empower you. May the Lord shower his blessings over you. And may the Lord flood you with the strength of heaven. Everything you need, with God I promise for a successful marriage, we add that heaven will die down for you. May the Lord grant you wisdom, knowledge, to be able to build a happy and peaceful home. May your children and offspring be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ. For everyone I say, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, and the Word of God in your mouth will not depart from you. It will not depart from your children, and will not depart from your generations to come. So shall it be, and so it is. In Jesus' holy and anointed name, we are praying with us, given. Amen and amen, and amen. Now, stretch your hand before the Lord. Let me speak this blessing over you. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. Amen. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. Amen. May he send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May the Lord remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May he give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will shout for joy when you are victorious and we lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he answer all your petitions and requests in this season. And may the God of better, our eternal rock of ages, reveal himself to you and change your dreams, even to revelation in this very season as promised. Everything that heaven wants you to know about your life, which are still here, we appeal to heaven that the Father of light will reveal them to everyone and that our book of Revelation shall be full of your instruction, O God, that your name be exalted among us. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Amen and amen.